0: You're listening to Milwaukee Mafia, your weekly podcast dose of Wisconsin Mafia and true crime history.
1: Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. I'm Eric Walterkens. I'm
0: Gavin Schmidt.
1: And we're back again with another story of the Mafia. Take her away, Gavin.
0: All right. So this time we're going to be talking about early prostitution, which uh, actually, I'm sorry to tell you, Eric, we're going to go back before the Mafia. We're going to do it. But... But it is, it is prostitution. So we get, we got that crime element. We got that deal. And, uh, my primary source for this week is, I, I use some other sources, but the primary source, is a book from Yance Marty. I hope I'm saying your name right. Yance Marty's Wicked Milwaukee. So if you like this, pick up Wicked Milwaukee. There's a lot more in there. So yeah, prostitution was in Milwaukee long before the mafia got involved, uh, which is not really surprising because prostitution is everywhere and it's always been everywhere. You can't really get rid of it. Uh, they call it, you know, the world the wolf's profession for a reason. Uh, yeah, so it was already here before the mafia was here, when Wisconsin became state. Um, already as early as the 1850s, uh, the newspapers were talking about, quote, houses of ill fame. That's what they used to call brothels, houses of ill fame. Or sometimes they call them disorder. In 1858, the newspaper warned, quote, an army of these vice people had established themselves in this city, unquote. There's a whole army of prostitutes running loose in early Milwaukee.
1: Just out of curiosity, this is probably a dumb question, but... Mm-hmm. is So prostitution is illegal at this point in time?
0: It is illegal,
1: yeah. Okay, technically. Do you have any idea when that happened? Because I imagine at some point in time it was not illegal.
0: I would assume that any time since, since Wisconsin was a state it was illegal. I could be wrong really? on that. Maybe somebody I, can correct me, but, but I feel like it. when they created the state laws, it had to have been, like, the first group of laws, you know, don't murder, don't steal, don't prostitute, you know. I, w- I would think they'd be right up there in the in the beginning, but I do not know when the first law was written on that, so it's, I do not know exactly. But, yeah, so there was the first big, uh, I guess, pimp of the time was a man named John Spencer. The newspapers called him Sleeky John. I'm not sure exactly what Sleeky John means, but that's that's what he called him. Uh, he was also involved in several robberies, uh, which is actually pretty common with this sort of thing. A lot of times if you were a pimp or you ran a house of prostitution, you know, it, it, you were also a robber because sometimes people would just leave their pants laying around. <laughs> so um, it's a good time to rob somebody, or if it was somebody notable, uh, it was a good good opportunity to blackmail them be like, hey, I know we agreed on, you know, $10, but we're going to make it 50 or otherwise mm-hmm. I'm going to tell everybody. <laughs> so it's, a lot of times these things would go together. Um, he actually ends up shooting his partner with a shotgun, uh, charged with murder. He did kill his partner. Uh, he was sentenced to a life in prison, but he is pardoned after only 11 years. Um, when he promised that he would leave the state, the governor said, Hey, if you, if you leave Wisconsin, I'll, I'll let you go. And they they worked that deal out. So he got away with murder for 11 years. Wow. Yeah, 11 years in prison for murder. Uh, His brothel was burned down. Another brothel that he was connected with was attacked. Its furniture was destroyed. And the woman he had running at, the the people were uh, protesting and chanting, saying she was a sly old witch. (laughs) uh, There were many people who became notorious for prostitution. Um, Again, the customers could get robbed, sometimes even killed. Uh, one man was shot in a dispute over cards. They would play cards, like, in the front room while they were waiting their turn. Uh, and a dispute broke out. One man shot another man. Uh, many women ended up committing suicide by the time they were 40, 50 years old. They weren't really uh, desired in the profession anymore, and it's hard to get a job when your only know, career experience is prostitute. <laughs> uh, I think that has changed somewhat now. Uh, but definitely at that time, if everybody kind of knew that that's what you had done, they just kind of shunned you. Yeah, from doing anything You weren't going to get a job. You weren't going to get married. So a lot of women ended up turning to suicide instead of uh, old age. Uh, something that I found interesting, I did not know this, was that in the 1860s, a lot of former slaves became prostitutes um, because the, there was not slavery in Wisconsin. But a lot of slaves fled north uh, and they came to Wisconsin, or Milwaukee. And work was limited. I mean, they didn't have any money, so they couldn't buy a house. Um, they couldn't really set themselves up. And even though we didn't have slavery in Wisconsin, it was generally seen as more welcoming. Still, a lot of people didn't want to hire former slaves. So uh, prostitution ended up being uh, a job they could get into. And strangely enough, the way it was reported on, uh, some of them kind of liked it. Because they saw it as, as still a form of freedom that, you know, nobody was forcing them into it. Like, this was a job they chose. They could work their own hours, that sort of thing, which is a strange sort of way to think about it. But, um, I guess it's better than slavery. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, the first red light district sprung up in the 1870s, centered around what was then called River Street. Uh, today it's Edison Street. Okay. So that's right downtown. Uh, it's kind of like between the Bucks Arena and the Milwaukee School of Engineering, people familiar with it from Milwaukee. So yeah, right down there uh, on the river, that's the Big River. Uh, there wasn't really much else in that area at that time. Um, it was a very swampy land. Uh, the press called it a horrible stench pool. And that wasn't because of the prostitutes. That was just how
1: that area was. So at that point in time, was this part of town kind of a slummy
0: area? It was a slummy area. area. Even though, yeah, now it's like right in the center of downtown. It, nobody wanted to build there. Nobody wanted to live there. It was, it had nothing good going for it. Except prostitutes. Except prostitutes. So people came in. They tried to clean it up uh, because, of course, people don't. Gen- well, you know some people obviously do like prostitutes but but, but but generally people don't like prostitutes so they came in and they tried tried to clean it up and uh, the city estimated that as many as 95 brothels were operating without the police doing much about it the police chief at the time was a man named John jansen and John jansen pretty much didn't care it was illegal but he was police chief for 20 years and he kind of thought well you know if you just let them do their thing if they're not causing too much trouble. Whatever. So for about 20 years it ran more or less. I'm disturbed. Um, re- the area got the reputation that was known as the Badlands. So you were going to the Badlands, uh, they knew what you were up to. This was so bad in fact that they printed a guidebook called the Sporting and Clubhouse Guide to Milwaukee. Uh, It listed the the different gambling houses in town, the brothels, the women who ran the place, the women who worked there, how many women worked in each house, what some of their specialties were. I won't get into any of that. (laughs) But it was a fairly thorough book. So if you wanted to come to Milwaukee for this reason, um, there was a guidebook you could actually purchase. I don't know who printed this guidebook. Just the city? No, 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 no. The city did not print (laughs) this. I was going to say. But yeah, the... It's some private company did, and they still exist. Like I've seen a copy. Uh, they don't exist. Like they still print them, but like they're, they're around. Um, I would love to get a copy of that for myself, but it's, it's out of my price range. So, so if anybody ever has one and they want to get rid of it, but uh, it's, it's an interesting little book. So, yes, yeah, so some women got famous off of this. The most famous was a woman named Kitty William. There's also Lizzie French. Uh, who was also the wife of a wealthy gambler. And there was Jackson Hunt. And Jackson Hunt was a black uh, madam who she ended up getting in trouble because she was importing girls from Chicago. Apparently, prostitution was okay, but you couldn't bring them in from out of state. That was a big number. So she ends up getting in some trouble. But, yeah, so these women all become kind of like local celebrities for running uh, brothels. Um, and pretty much none of them are using their real name, so these are probably not the real names, but it's what everybody knew them as. Next we get a mayor named David Rose. And David Rose is widely seen as the most corrupt mayor in Milwaukee history. <laughs> now, I would love somebody to write a book about David Rose. I am not going to be the one to do it. Um, but like anytime you hear about somebody taking brides and this and that, I mean it's David Rose. This guy is is just a slimy guy. So he comes in and he says to the press, quote, the gaudy dress of the harlot is not a good thing to expose to the sunlight. Makes it sound like he's against prostitution, like, oh, we don't want people to see this. That isn't what he meant. He pushes to pass a law that says that sex workers could not ride in open carriages with their customers. (laughs) So he's okay with them staying in their brothels. Go do your brothel thing. Just don't ride around town with people, because we don't want to see that out on the streets. you got to take it in context of what he's actually saying there. At around the end of this 20 years of this police chief who's in charge and doesn't really care, and now a mayor who really doesn't care, uh, that's about the time when the mafia starts getting involved. And I'm not really going to get into the mafia stuff on this one. we're just kind of leading into it. Uh, and the activity shifted away from River Street. To one block over on Water Street. <laughs> uh, and Water Street still exists as Water Street yeah. today. Yeah. Uh, and this is also the time when uh, District Attorney Winfred Zabel is elected. Um, and he's actually one of these guys who does care. Um, he really wants to get rid of vice and corruption and that sort of thing. Uh, so it's not really a good time for the mob to get involved in prostitution because now there's a guy who... Actively is trying to stop it, but but this is the time that they're getting into it. Uh, so that becomes uh, interesting, which we'll get into. A 1914 state investigation into the conditions of vice in Wisconsin found that the Badlands brothels were operating nearly as openly as ever, uh, even under this district attorney, and that the houses of prostitution were now favoring bribery over cooperation with city officials. Uh, they would now... They would get raided, but they would just they would just pay the police now. Instead of the police not doing anything, they would just pay the police. And we see later on, I don't know if they were doing it at this point, but later on, one of the tricks they would do is they would change who was the madam. When the when they would show up to arrest them, they usually wouldn't arrest the actual prostitutes, they would arrest the person running it. So a different person would volunteer each other and be like, oh, I'm the one in charge. And then they would go down to jail for a day or two, you know, pay whatever, and then get released. And, you know, it wasn't until you got arrested two, three, four times where this ends up being a really serious thing. The first time, it's just basically, you pay a fine and you're good. So if they kept rotating who was the person in charge, nobody ever got more than a fine out of this. So they could kind of keep things going indefinitely. Uh, There was also a law, passed called the Lindley Law, that said that brothels could be condemned and then sold by the government. So the they could come in and say, "Oh, this is this is a public nuisance. It's condemned. They'd sell off the property and they'd remake, you know, some money off of that." How much did they actually enforce it? Well, I, not much, from what I can tell. I'm sure they did, it, 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 but so like I said, a lot of these these places never got shut down at all. So
1: yeah, like why pass that law and it, it just never? <laughs> With uh, it. I but I guess they no, it does make sense because they're just trying to calm the uproars of people that are upset about it and stuff like that. So. Yeah.
0: And so for, for this installment of the well, said we'll get back. We'll get back to the mob part of the prosecution another, another time. But to finish up this, I'm going to give the last word to Kitty Williams, the, the famous Milwaukee madam. She was called to testify during this uh, state investigation. And she was asked, she said, how do we stop this? How, how, how do we get women to stop going into prostitution? And what she told them when they asked, she said, women went into vice because of their own desires. And the only way to stop them was never let your daughters out of the house and never let your daughters meet any men. <laughs> this is the only way to stop prostitution. Yeah, according to Kitty Williams, they're pretty much the only way. is never introduced women to men.
1: That pretty much wraps it up. Or? That's that's all I got
0: for this.
1: Are are we gonna hit the uh, the mafia prostitution on the next episode? Or yeah, if you I think I think we should do that. I think it'll be a good follow up. So okay. we promise you the the mafia side of the prostitution story in the next episode. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in, and I'm Eric Walterkins. Have a good one.
0: Thanks for tuning in to the Milwaukee Mafia Podcast. Join us next week for another look back at Wisconsin Mafia and true crime history.